Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and I have with me today Rena Van Alst from Strata Central. Hi, Rena. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Another busy, busy week in Strata for me. How about you? Yeah, always busy in Strata. There's always something new, I think, just about every week. <laughs> yes, yes. And I know that you uh, you work so hard that you have been recovering from a bit of an illness, a bit of a cold that's going around. How are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm getting there, actually. It, just, it has taken a while, I think, because I was a bit run down, but now I'm on the mend. So it's yes. feeling much better. Thank you. Excellent to hear. All right, let's jump straight in to your challenge for this week, Rena. Well, I'm sure many some managers out there may have a few buildings that still don't have all their window locks installed, mm-hmm. which the deadline was 13th of March 2018. And many schemes that we took carriage of in that period still hadn't even started the process. So many schemes are still obviously completing that process, um, even though quotes had been obtained and you had to get access into every apartment. But as I'm sure you're aware, Amanda, being a lawyer in this field, that sometimes owners or residents don't give access. And I just wanted to check in terms of the liability on the owner's corporation for such types of schemes where there is still outstanding locks that have to be installed. We have a few buildings where we've had access refused. And in some cases, the committee have said, well, we've done all we can. We've had the company out for three occasions now trying to get access with the owner's corporation has been charged reattendance fees. And so now what is the next step? My advice has been that under Section 118, the Owners Corporation must ensure that window locks are installed. Mm. And then Section 124 states that if you can't get access for any of the conditions named in 118, then an order can be obtained for access. But Mm. I mean, as we know, that's costly, that takes time. So what's sort of your advice on that? Yeah. Well, if anybody is not across this requirement in New South Wales to ensure that there are complying window safety devices on windows in a strata building, you definitely need to go and check out section 118 of our Strata Schemes Management Act 2015. I will put a link to that in the show notes for this episode and have a read of that together with regulation 30 in the Strata Schemes Management Regulation. Regulation 30 is what sets out the types of windows that must have compliant safety devices installed on them. Uh, Depends on the position of the window, the height from the ground outside and what kind of a building. And yes, Rena, as you said, the deadline for compliance with this part of our legislation was indeed March 2018, so some time ago, and I too am seeing buildings that have not yet had the locks installed at every lot or every lot where they need to be installed. And look, I agree with you. Section 118 is quite clear that the owners corporation must ensure that there are complying window safety devices on all windows. 
And if you don't get access, then you have the right under section 124 to apply to the tribunal for an order. And section 124 actually specifically refers to access required for the purposes of section 118. So it anticipates, if you like, that you may not have been able to get in to install these devices and you therefore can apply to the tribunal for an order that the lot owner must permit you access for the purpose of doing that work. And I think if you didn't take that step and disaster, some catastrophe struck, I think you'd be in a difficult situation because you have that option available to go to the tribunal, get an order, Mm. gain access, do the work, and you haven't taken that up as an owners corporation. Yeah, exactly, man. That's what I recommended to my strata committees to do because unfortunately, you know, there are some people who... Yeah, sometimes, I mean, in my experience, it's been, it's not just saying no for the sake of nerves. A lot of people just are aggressive. They have a problem mentally and um, it's hard to get into those apartments. Yeah. And bear in mind also that lot owners can install their own safety devices and Section 118 does take that into account. Yeah. Where a lot owner has done the work, then they have to ensure that it's done competently, that it's done properly. And they actually have to tell the owners corporation that they've done it. So that is set out in regulation 31 of our strata schemes management regulation. The owner must give written notice of the installation to the owners corporation within seven days. So you might find Rena where you're chasing up some of these owners, they're going to tell you, oh, well, I've already done it. And they may not have realised that they should have provided written notification. But Yeah. Actually, that's a very good um, example you mentioned, Amanda, because I did actually have an owner in one of the schemes where we were following up whether or not a number of hadn't yet, according to our records, had not yet had their window locks installed. But then when we were sending out a new notice, they wrote back to us and said, we've already done it ourselves. So yep. again, I think you're right. There's many people that don't know that there's a requirement to notify within seven days. Yep. Great. And then once you've been told, then you've got that notice, which is good, you know, that it's there. The other thing that I know a lot of buildings are doing, I'm not sure if you do this with your buildings, Rena, is they are going ahead and installing the locks and they are then passing a bylaw, which sets out the procedure, if you like, around how to deal with those locks in the future. So if they are in need of repair or replacement, if the owner has removed them, what is the owner's corporation's responsibility? And our legislation is not very clear around what happens after the locks have been installed. So I certainly have been asked to draft and have drafted for a number of buildings, what I call a window locks bylaw, which sets out the procedures around what is to happen once the locks are installed and says things like, if they are in need of repair or replacement, then it is the responsibility of the lot owner to let the owner's corporation know about that and to facilitate access for that purpose. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. That can be a helpful bylaw. Yeah, have a think about that one. Yeah, that's a great idea, Amanda. Thank you. All right. I'm going to get into my challenge for this week. This is a question that was raised at a recent live event that I attended and I was fast and furiously, as I like to do, answering as many questions as I could on my feet that night for the attendees at the event. And in the course of that Q&A, I was asked this question, is the secretary of a strata committee entitled to see a copy of the strata role without paying the inspection fee. 
So what we're talking about here is anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while and they'll listen to me present about strata issues will know that our law permits owners of lots to inspect the records of the owner's corporation. Those records include the strata role and owners are therefore entitled to access and inspect the strata role, which contains all the contact details of owners and residents in the building. Now, the legislation also says that if someone is going to inspect the books and records, then they must pay a fee. And that fee is set at, I think it's $34 and 10 cents. 10 cents. There we go. (laughs) That is the fee set out. statutory fee. Yeah, it's, it's in the legislation. So it's not something that your strata manager makes up. And it is a fee that you pay, check, cash, whatever it is that your strata manager requires when you sit down to inspect the records at their office. And this specific question that was raised with me, and I think it had come through advice maybe from uh, somebody's strata manager, that if you are the secretary, you are the only person who is entitled to look at the records of the owner's corporation, including the strata role, without paying the fee. And I sort of scratched my head about that and thought, I don't understand that. I don't know where that's coming from. I couldn't think of a section of the legislation that said that. I mean, my thoughts are that we don't charge them because, I mean, the secretary is the one that's, you know, under the act is supposed to, like, maintain the role, even though it's delegated to the agent. That is one of their functions. But I don't know where it says in the act that they don't have to pay. Yes. Very interesting point. I have since been reading, you know, just in another context about the functions of the secretary and exactly what you say, Rena, a function of the secretary is indeed to maintain the strata role. And that is found in section 43, subsection C of our act. A function of the secretary includes to maintain the strata role. So on that basis, I imagine this particular strata manager had told this owner because uh, you or your secretary has the function of maintaining the strata role, then they can access a copy of that role and don't need to pay the fee. Now, it doesn't say anywhere, I agree, Rena, in the legislation that they don't have to pay the fee. But I suppose if they are exercising their function as secretary, they are not actually exercising their right to access the books and records. That's something quite different. That's right. So what I would say, Amanda, on that particular query that you had at your Q&A is that the function of maintaining the strata role is then delegated to the agents. Obviously, the secretary is not receiving the Section 22 notices. The secretary is not actually going into the system and updating the address details, the contact details. So from a practical point of view, that function is delegated to the managing agent. Now, in terms of the fee, it's a separate issue. And I would say to any manager out there that, in a sense, when you're working with the committee, I don't believe that the committee should be charged for an agent assisting them to sort of exercise their functions as a strata committee, and that would include seeing the strata role for whatever purposes. So on the whole, as far as I'm aware, most strata managers don't charge a committee member or the secretary in this particular instance for a copy of the strata role because it's something that can be easily obtained from software And in a sense, I think it's part of just a good working relationship where something that is readily available, it doesn't take the managing agent a lot of time to actually um, provide, should really be done at no charge. But I don't believe that there's anything in the legislation that states that really. I mean, in the the day, there is a bit of time expended, but a strata search usually takes a lot more time than just providing someone, you know, with a copy of the strata role, especially the secretary. So, We've had occasions where an owner wants to do a search and they want a copy of the strata role. They don't want to come in for it. 
they just want the strata roll. We say, okay, just pay the fee and then we'll provide you with a copy. So it's a bit different, I think, when you're trying to assist the secretary to carry out their budgetary mm. functions versus someone that just wants something for whatever purposes. Yeah, and that might be a relevant consideration. What is the purpose for which the secretary wants the strata role? Is it so yeah. that they can then go and email every owner asking them to support their motion at the upcoming general meeting? Exactly. Or is it actually to check that, <laughs> oh, hey, we've got new people in lot 20 and lot 36 and I just want to check that their details are up to date on the strata yeah, role, which or, is um, indeed... Is that apartment occupied or rented out for example they wouldn't mm. know that if they don't get a copy of the strata roll amanda so yep. yeah very interesting question another one of those little hidden gems in our legislation that we don't uh, i don't always remember where everything is and it's always good to get those unusual different questions and uh improve our education in the process yeah, actually, I um, wanted to congratulate you, Amanda, on your Q&A um, podcast. So I thought it was a very good selection of questions and answers. So I think for a lot of people out there, both managers and owners, I think it gave a good sort of overview of some of the, of the challenges and issues that, that they have probably experienced but never really asked the question. Thank you very much for that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. For anyone who has not yet come across it, it is episode... 158 of the podcast and it is a recording from a live event that I delivered in Sydney for Waverley Council uh, a couple of months ago now and it is just that section of the presentation where I jumped into some Q&A with audience members which I absolutely love to do and as I've said uh, helps me learn as well. (laughs) Okay let's shift gears and jump into your win for this week Rena. Yeah, I recently took carriage of a company title building and I had my first meeting with the board members um, a few weeks ago. And in that meeting, the board members advised me of a very, very difficult owner who's been causing them a lot of grief. She actually wanted to get the company to replace a mezzanine section of a structure in, in the building, which obviously the company had not actually constructed. Um, for many of you perhaps who are listening, some strata managers may manage company title schemes, which are obviously very different to strata. The company actually owns the building and all the owners are actually shareholders. Like any, like Woolworths, for example, Woolworths could own the building that you live in and then you're just a shareholder and basically your share numbers allow you to occupy a certain apartment. So in this particular case, we provided the shareholder with a goodwill gesture by saying that we would do certain things for her, which the company really wasn't obligated to do. Just like in an owner's corporation, for example, if if there's some damage and you might say, okay, you might pay a bit more than you should, even though I'm not advocating this in terms of a strata scheme. But the win for this, Amanda, is that by just doing something very small, which is over and above what the company was obligated to do, immediately the owner agreed that she was happy with this, the other repairs could be done, which the company was responsible for. But it just just to show you sometimes if you can just do something very small for someone, um, sometimes you can get a good outcome, you can reduce the animosity and you can get it like a win-win situation for everybody. Mm. So, I mean, I was just surprised because I was waiting for her to come back with this huge email, which I had received prior because she had wanted to attend the board meeting and, of course, you know, again, it's not the same as a strata committee meeting where owners are entitled to attend but not speak if the, if the committee doesn't p- permit them to do so. Mm-hmm. In this case, obviously, the board said no. And so then I get this whole email about why, you know, what she used to do when she was a board member, et cetera. So when I sent the email, I was just waiting for her reaction and it was 
totally the opposite. And everyone was like, flabbergasted. I'm thinking, wow, like such a good move by the directors just to give us something a bit more than what they had to. Yes. And um, it it resulted in a a win-win for everybody. So. Yes. It's that principle of reciprocity, which is basically you do something for me, I do something for you. And we can forget about that when we are very regularly engaged in applying the law and applying the strict procedures and making sure we do everything right. Most of the time, that's a really good policy and you should follow (laughs) that one. But occasionally, we need to step outside of the box and think a little bit more creatively and say, look, if we do this thing, as you say, go above and beyond, we don't necessarily have to, but it's not harmful to anyone. It's not breaching the law. We have the money, we have the agreement of everyone to do it. Then we might get these other wins on the board as well. And that is uh, a proven principle of, of human nature that we do like to give back when we are given to. Yeah. And I think in manner in Australia, sometimes people are worried by going above and beyond because they're worried that it might create a precedent. Mm-hmm. I always get that a lot, you know, but if we do it for this person, we've got to do it for everybody else. And sometimes, you know, you just got to sort of think about, well, what is the cost of, you know, going to tribunals and mediations and all that sort of thing? Apart from the financial costs, it's the ill will that's created between that owner and the owner's corporation. And and so I think sometimes, as you've said, that concept of going above and beyond is something that perhaps we should all think about from time to time where things are have become intractable with certain particular owners and schemes that we manage. Mm, and therein lies the skill of the strata manager, doesn't it? You need to yeah. have also, as well as all of your uh, administrative and um, your accounting, and accounting legal, legal, all of that, <laughs> you've got to have psychology. That's right. Yeah. Understand yeah. how the mind works. Good stuff. All right. Well, the win for this week that I want to share is to make sure that all of our listeners know about an event that the Women in Strata group is hosting. And it is next Thursday, the 30th of May. That has come around really, really fast. And both Rena and I are members of the steering committee for Women in Strata, supporting women who work in strata management and also those who support women working in strata management. And the event is, drumroll please, a karaoke night. Yes, <laughs> I can see Rena. I'm looking at Rena on video and she's looking very uncomfortable about this. <laughs> no, no, I think it's a fantastic event. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be a wonderful event. Our steering committee has worked very hard, especially um, Sarah Smith and my husband Robert on this particular event. Mm. It's going to be at Dalton House in the city on Elizabeth Street next to the Sheraton on the Park. So a great location for those of you that have been to um, some of the SCA events there. They're they're fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, the purpose is also for all the ticket receipts of $20 per head to go to Share the Dignity, which has been a charity that one of our members, Natalie Fitzgerald, has actually focused on and we're all proud to be supporting that particular charity as well. Mm, It is an absolute steal to be able to go to a location like Dalton House to uh, have a drink with your colleagues, have some food, enjoy some karaoke. I think there will be a special guest performance too. Uh, details of which may have been released by now, but it's very exciting. All for 20 bucks and that $20 going to charity. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. So for those of you managers and people that work in Strata and even those of you that don't work in Strata, to me it's just going to be a fun night. 
Yeah, and we have encouraged, haven't we, uh, Rena, guests to bring along a friend or a colleague. Yeah, or uh, their partners even. Yeah, to make it a community event. Now, we do have very limited spots and uh, I'm sorry if this is going to air at a time when we may have sold out, but do head over to the Your Strata Property page where you'll find this episode and I will put the link to grab your tickets for the event. So make sure you get yourself into that and you can see Rena and I there on the night. Love to see you. Yeah, definitely, man. Looking forward to seeing some of our podcast listeners. If some of the people have said to me, oh, you know, I can't come to the karaoke night, but hopefully another Women in Strata event. So for those of you that perhaps haven't met Amanda and I, we'd love to see you. And men as well. We love our male supporters yeah, of Women in Strata. We often get questions. Can men come to the event? Of course. We love yeah. to see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is about it from my side this week, Rena. Anything else to add? Nothing to add, Amanda. All good. That is a wrap. I'll see you at the karaoke night. See you then. Bye, Amanda. Bye. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?